tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Jeopardy. Do you mean like Chris Neff? Yeah, people are trying to say that you should host Jeopardy. You're such, you're so good on Broken Sim. That's funny. I had heard that, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I tell you what. I'm not saying I'm putting my hat in the ring, but my hat's not not in the ring. You yeah, know okay. Your hat's near the ring at least. My hat, if somebody yeah. wanted to kick it in, you wouldn't hate that. I have a hat. Okay, that's that. true. That's true. I love that. I love that. Guys, a lot of stuff going on at at Tim Fall Hat Man. Uh, if you want to see me live, I got a huge show this week. I'm going to be in San Luis Obispo. I'm going to be at Slow Brew Rock. Please come join me. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Everybody says it's a bunch of walk-ups. I don't know. I just want to fucking shred, okay? That's all I want to do is get up there and rock your dick in, okay? So go grab your tickets now. All my tickets are at samtriplee.com. The following week, I'm in Buffalo. I'm with I'm at Buffalo Helium's. I'm with Cash Days, Howie Dewey, and part of the problems, Rob, the fire, Bernstein, and finally, and got to be honest with you, man, grab your tickets now because the Tim Fall Hat comedy is moving quick, okay? Tim Fall Hat comedy in Long Beach and in Bakersfield. That is the 28th and the 29th. All those tickets are at samtriplee.com. You want to see A. Bravo. You want to see Sam Trimley. You want to see Xavier Guerrero. You want to see Jay Nice at one of the shows. Okay, he's not going to do the second one. He's going to do the first one. Buy your tickets now. The first show is almost sold out, which is the stand-up comedy show. The second show, which is Swarm Tank, where you get to do your favorite uh, talk to your favorite conspiracy theorists about your favorite conspiracy live on stage. Those tickets are moving quickly, both in Long Beach and Bakersfield. They said Bakersfield, the tickets are moving quicker than they've ever seen any show. Wow. That was the exact quote Whoa. from the promoter. So grab your tickets quick because awesome. they're selling out quick. And then should be up on my site by the time this drops. February 19th is the first live conspiracy social club debate. Brian Kelton, Sam Tripoli, Mono Imano on stage <laughs> answering your question. There will be blood. Okay. And then after that is the Dragons of Comedy stand up. And listen, I love my stand up. I'm very blessed to be a great stand up, but there's nobody better than Brian Kelton. He is the funniest person live, and I'm not just giving lip service to it. He makes me laugh. There's nobody more original than that guy. So you can see us both live on stage in Vegas. Come get weird. Okay, come get weird. If you buy tickets to both, bam. We might be doing our first ever pay-per-view, so check that out. Guys, 
There's a lot of ways to support the show. One of the best ways to support the show, T-shirts. Go to TimFallHatT-shirts.com. Now, if you're looking for T-shirts or you're looking for tickets, it's all at SamTripoli.com. Let's say you can't put in the right URL to go find the T-shirts. Just go to SamTripoli.com. Go down a little bit. TimFallHatT-shirts.com. Click it. couple new shirts are available. Okay? I like that one. couple new shirts. We got the Dare. That's available. Okay? Your Jack, where the Jack your louche that's available, and guess what? The new tin folio. I need conspiracies for my bunghole that's available. <laughs> Grab them now. I should have made that a special edition, but you know what? I'm gonna let the people have it. Okay, go check it out. I need I need conspiracies for my bunghole that is all available right there so go check it out uh we have a lot of premium content for you i know you guys hear it all the time you guys just gotta check it out there's pure fire going on okay on rockfin our guest today jay dyer he's on there my all my podcasts tim fall hat premiums there conspiracy social clubs there zeros there broken sims there uh, goats whenever we decide to do it. We don't smoke the same. Jay Dyer, Isaac Wysip, uh, who else is Charlie on Charlie Robinson, Jimmy Dore, come on, Jason Burns. The, the list goes on and on. All of them, dude. All the best are there live. I know Abby Martin was there for a while. Who else is there? What's her name? The the one, the researcher everybody loves. Um, what is her name? We, we, we just had Monica? Uh, talking about Monica? Yeah, Monica Perez is there. Who else is there? They're all there. Whitney Webb there? Whitney Webb is there. There you go. She just had a baby, I think. Whitney Webb just had a, a baby. Congratulations. That Isaac Weiss at Lee Camp. Unlimited Hangouts. Unlimited Hangouts. That's Whitney Webb's. Tony Hinchcliffe is there. Everybody's there. Go check it out, man. Richard Grove's there. It's a great show. Go check. It's all for $10. It is literally Netflix for your soul and your mind. Mm. Netflix sucks. You know it. I know it. We all know it. It all sucks, okay? They put out one squid games just to keep you there, and everything else is like, can this drag queen teach these five-year-olds to read next on Netflix, right? Uh. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it, okay? So go check that out. Uh, what I, oh, free shows. I have so many free shows. I have seven free shows. Just go to sandtribly.com. Go down. Click any of those banners. Conspiracy Social Club, Zero. Tim Fall Hat. Uh, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, what else? Zero, Union of the Unwanted, Punch Drunk. Yeah. Dude, anything you're into, I talk about for free. And if you like it, just leave us a five-star review. We don't smoke the same as well. Of course, there too. And then if you're ever just at work and you don't want to pick what episode, just go to Sam Tripoli Radio. Yeah, we have a radio, 24-hour radio. You hear me? I'll be in your head all the time, (laughs) making you question your sexuality. Anything else, what? Johnny? Why, why are you doing that? Because I mean, I, I, you're so I'm appealing. a corrupter. Oh, I see. You're so sexually appealing to men that you might twist him. Johnny, I'm into day two of my fasting right now. Anything's possible, okay? <laughs> Anything. I'm like, I'm starting to feel it right now. Got to be honest with you. I'm starting to feel really yeah. square, this squirrely. Is... I'm talking to, to my dead relatives. It's not bad, though, right? It's not a bad feeling. No, experience. I love it. Yeah. I do like it. And listen, man, it's just discipline. You could do it. I could do it. Would you like to do it, too? Would you like it? Would, would you, you went like deep. It? You went two days straight. I'm going to, yeah, I'm on day two. I'm going to go to tomorrow, and then I'm going to eat everything. You already know what you're going to eat? 
I'm gonna be so homeless. I'll eat a. Uh, I'm gonna be so homeless. I'm gonna be so hungry. I'm gonna eat a homeless person's butt. That was gonna be the joke. All right, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Athletic Greens. That's right. I've been taking Athletic Greens for a while there. I love it. Do you guys take it, dude? A couple scoops of orange juice. Let's go. Boom. Bang. Get love it. Love I it. love it, dude. You can get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods probiotics, and apogens, whatever that word is, to help you start your day right. This is a blend. This is a special blend of ingredients that support your health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things, all right there. I listen, dude. I love it. I'm so thankful they sponsored this show. Athletic Greens tastes great. It tastes great. Whether you're having it with water, having it, I like it with orange juice. I throw a little bit of some fruit on top of it. I'm cooking with gas. It is good, and I feel better. I'm ready to take on the world. I could run through walls with athletic greens, okay? So it's real simple. Right now, it's time to climb, claim, reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu season and cold season. Thank you, athletic greens. Flu season. Yeah, exactly. It's time for one scoop of one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. Super non bunch of fucking pills and all that stuff. Real simple. So here's what you're gonna do. Make it easy. Athletic Green is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership of over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Right. And guys, you're going to enjoy this episode. It's a banger with our boy, one of the best out there. Jay Dyer, enjoy the show. Go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. All right, let's get into it. It's time for our returning champion. He's one of our uh, favorite guests to have on. Uh, he's doing big things. He's uh, killing on Rockfin. He is hosting the fourth hour on Alex Jones, and his books are pure fire. I'm very excited to have him on. Welcome back to the show, one of the best that does it out there, Jay Dyer. How are you, Jay? I'm doing great, Sam. I always love coming on your show. We love Broken Sim, too. My wife and I, we listen to Broken Sim. Oh, Cracks me you. up. Funny stuff, dude. Thank you. We're trying, dude. We're trying. Uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. That show came out of the fact that comedy clubs were done, and then I just need some of the work material. Now that the comedy clubs are back, I kind of don't want to do comedy clubs in L.A. because the crowds are fully retarded there's no if ands or buts about i watch them and i study them and it's just like the more cookie cutter the comedy the bigger they laugh which lets you know they're not intellectually savvy and this is coming from a guy who's functionally illiterate and flunk first grade okay so put it all together jay you are in parts unknown i don't know if you want to talk about where you are you're in what we'll talk about free states how's that going for you yeah, right now, as you can see, this I'm over here in Little St. James. This is a painting of the uh, beach, the <laughs> beachfront here we have at Little St. James Island. It's it's presently unoccupied. I don't know if anybody knows about what's going on, but a lot of free real estate here in Little St. James. I, I'm not really in Little St. James. Right? That's Epstein Island, by the way. Okay. That's, that's just, <laughs> Thank you. I'm like really freaking out. Like, did he really buy that? What no, I'm you? good. I'm, I'm just down here in Florida uh, having fun, chilling in, like you said, free states. Uh, I live outside Nashville, so 
um, when we when we vacation, it's down here to Florida. So, um, what, have you been to any of the lockdown states with the lockdown liberals? I learned that term from Jimmy <laughs> Dore. He's rallying against them a lot uh, about about you know he's a he's a progressive, but he's really railing against the people on that side because he thinks they're just brainwashed. But have you been to these lockdown left states and then gone? Dude, back? Well, you were talking about you might be doing stuff in Austin. So back in January, we got invited to Austin and we went down there to host Alex and studio. And I had a book sale in Austin while I was there. And we get the cops called on us for being literally in a public place and more than 10 people. There was like psychos walking around, like taking pictures, you know, forwarding it to the police department. The police had to come out there and <laughs> break up a meeting of like 20 people. So yes, I, I've seen it first, first hand how the cops called on us. So, 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 so Joe Rogan has uh, Dr. Robert Malone on talking about, you know, mass uh, hypnosis. This is psyops. Like, th- why do you think they got to come Ooh. up with a new term for it? Like, why is that term being used by Robert Malone, who has CIA and Defense Department connections? Is it that they don't want to admit we're right? Do they don't want people looking into psyops because that opens up a whole can of worms that kind of like pulls the curtain back on what is being done by our our intelligence agencies forever? I mean, that's a good point. I, I think that you know people just make up these terms anyway. If it's Carl Jung, if it's somebody in psyops, I mean, they're just inventing terms. Edward Bernays invented a lot of these kinds of terms you know, when he formulated his whole theory of propaganda, which influenced the state department and the people in the CIA and the people in the, uh, the advertising world all come out of, you know, wartime intelligence. So they just make up the terms anyway, and then they'll kind of, you know, tweak him to give him their own little flavor. So, you know, he's just using a term that, uh, as I understand, was already kind of in this literature. And uh, I just did a few videos uh, detailing the, uh, British and Canadian release of the literal psychological operations that they use to push COVID in Canada and in the UK. And they literally called it, you know, mass psychosis, hyping up the fear. It's in the actual documents. There's another document that uh, I covered in the last few weeks that NATO released, which is called cognitive warfare. And that's a NATO way to uh, hype up the fear through the mass media. So, I mean, this terminology is all in the literature. So that the idea that you could just, whether, whether it's somebody's tweaked term or not, that you could, you know, delete the term and, and ban the term. It's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's not even in conspiracy literature. It's in, you know, mainstream literature about mass uh, mob psychology. I mean, I had classes in college where we talked about mob psychology. It's the exact same idea. Are they going to ban all the, like the history of college classes in the last 20 years? It makes no sense. I was last night walking my dog, thinking to myself, and by thinking, talking to myself, okay, because I do that a lot. Uh, and I was thinking about how when we look back at, you know, the Nazis, we go, how could people be that dumb, right? How could people allow this happen? How could people be so dumb? And when we think of dumb, what do we think? We think what? Rednecks on a a porch, hitting on their cousin, blowing in. My family, basically. Yeah, (laughs) blowing into jugs because they're in a jug band. Like, and, like, what we're starting to realize right now is, like, the dumb is not 
the 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 low class, but the dumb is the middle to upper class liberal. And it's like that is truly the stupid because we are seeing right now them coming to grips with that they are getting lied to. They got lied to. So you you know everyone's seen the Joe Rogan stuff with uh, Ethan Klein and he's like a fat fuck and he's crying about Joe's pushing uh, vaccine hesitancy. That is such an interesting way of putting it because he's not crying now about pushing misinformation or anti-vax. Yeah, or fat anti-vax facts. He's now saying you're making people hesitant. Of to get the vaccine, even if the facts say the vaccine isn't doing anything for you. It is like, so we are now learning that intelligence doesn't mean you're smart. Yep. What's your thoughts on that, Jay? As I just, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So this plays into there's an old story that is one of the first instances that I'm aware of of fake news, and it, it's like the late 1800s. You can look it up. Um, it's bat people on the moon, and there was this, uh, pretty prestigious paper in Chicago, like back in the late 1800s that intentionally ran these fake stories uh, about bat people on the moon. And it was put out by the academics and said, oh, we've got, you know, all these professors have given this credence. And what they found out was that the average common, you know, farmer folk, like they were skeptical of it. They thought it was a bunch of baloney because they were already kind of skeptical of the, the establishment itself. But the people that believe the ridiculous bat people, people on the moon story were precisely like you said, uh, upper class educated, sophisticated people who totally bought into the propaganda because that was the sophisticated thing to do. So I think you nailed it right there that we're just seeing the same type of thing with the power of media to, to enforce conformity just simply on the basis of fear of being ostracized, fear of being, uh, uh, no longer in the in group and liberal sophisticated, you know, educated people are highly scared of being individual, uh, being, having their own opinions, have their own views and, and being ostracized by the group because it's a really profound, bizarre form of group thing that it's, it's antithetical to the very idea of what, you know, American individualism is and thinking for yourself. But now if you do that, you're somehow insane or something like that. And, and it's so weird that these people are adopting policies and things that are self-destructive to themselves. I mean, I've seen so many people on the left who were business owners, like destroy their own business yeah. rather than admit the narrative is wrong. It's crazy. Well, what type of people are wearing masks inside the car? People driving Teslas? Yeah. LAPD. Priuses? LAPD. Yeah. I saw them both wow. drive passenger seat and driver's seat. They both have to have masks on because they're together, of course. Well, I mean, what we've seen is like, especially like, like we've talked about this before. 35 and up progressives, particularly female, love to vote against their own interests. Just love yeah. to do it. Like, how many of them cry about crime? Dude, I was just taking, I was taking Croft Maga. It's the, my teacher's in, the guy, my trainer is in the hills. He, he goes, that house just got robbed at gunpoint. That house just got robbed at gunpoint. In the hills, dude. How many of those people in the hills do you think voted to keep Gavin Newsom in office. This is 100% a number that is acceptable. Yeah, yeah, is that acceptable? So it's like you are you are purposely voting against your own interests because you have gotten lost in the brainwashing of R's versus D's because if you really understood it, 
It's globalist and communist and Zionist all working together. And it doesn't matter if you're an R or a D. Because at the highest levels, they're all playing for the same fucking people. But you're voting against your own interests day in, day out. And what is the, what is in, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Got nobody Didn't Fauci just recently again say that the mask doesn't do anything, which is weird because, I mean, he's flip-flopped on that many times. And I think it became evident about a year ago that the wearing the mask and making people wear the mask was more so, he said, about compliance and making, making people feel safe. And I just keep coming back to the fact that I think there's something fundamentally uh, and I mean this quite literally in a, in a kind of psychosexual sense uh, going on with the mask, because it's like a cuckery thing. Like you're going to wear this mask and it's like a, it's like an, it's like a sexual dominance thing that goes on in the BDSM type of stuff. I literally think that the establishment, I'm not joking, studied the, the psychosexual dynamics of like BDSM stuff. And then they applied that psyop to society as on, as a whole, because they know that the more that you get people to buy into it, the more they will double down and again, go against their own self-interest, even with the mask, it doesn't even make any sense, but they're doing it out of some kind of, it's almost, it's a ritual. So I'm trying to say, and BDSM kind of weird sex stuff is also a ritual. And so I really think that uh, quite literally they're using like sex magic type principles to do this stuff. You know, I mean, like it's a straight up the gimp. They want everybody to That's be the what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like straight out of like, right? You're watching, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino, right? You're watching Pulp Fiction, and the you know, the redneck gimp comes out. It's like, dude, everybody, do I live in the redneck gimp world now? Yeah. By the way, I'm from the south, so I I literally you know see the jug people like you know the jug band. So I I know it firsthand. I'm from Tennessee, dude. So now everyone, now the world is like you know the gimp, dude. Yeah, it is. It is kind of uh, crazy, and like you know, every the question always gets: Hey, is everything a science? Uh, everything a conspiracy? I go, dude. When you start studying this, it <laughs> truly is, man. It Retail. truly is. Everything is a psyop. We got psyops on psyops. We have psyops battling other psyops, right? <laughs> it's just like Corona versus BLM and you're like, what are we doing here, bro? Vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Right, it's just like, it's like stupid, stupid shit over and over again. And it gets down to, you know, these intelligence agencies and what they're running on us and this mind control stuff. And it's like, you know, Jay, you're a perfect person to have on. It's like, you know, like the other day I'm watching, you know, I'm watching television with my kids and I don't know if I've talked about on this show, but on Elmo's not so late talk show. Did I say this already to you, Johnny? I, I don't remember the punchline though. Go ahead. But, but it's not, I, I, I mean, the, you know, the meat of it. I don't know. Little Nas X is a guest yeah, yeah, you did. on this, like the show, like this guy is straight up blowing Satan in his music video. Who thinks this is an okay guy? You know, I, I was telling somebody a joke about this last night. I was telling him that I saw Lil Nas X on Elmo's talk show. I go, you understand when I get done doing a show and I'm so dirty on stage, the host always says, hey, man, he's available for bar mitzvahs and kids parties. <laughs> the joke is, like, he's too dirty to do that. Like, what? Like, somebody at fucking Elmo's late night talk show, Sesame Street, 
literally did what is a hacky joke in comedy. But look, if you type in Little Nas and Elmo, you should expect just PG shit, right? Scroll a little bit down and you can see more sexualized shit. So if a kid literally wants to reimagine this image of Little Nas X on Elmo, a couple scrolls down and then you see him acting the way he acts, which is like, it's just, shouldn't yeah. be there. It's it's meant. Are you to- talking about literal like Sesame Street Elmo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had Little Nas X on there? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's funny because that's that it's become evident to everybody right that you know Sesame Street is one percent total propaganda. I mean, it probably always was. I don't I didn't know about propaganda when I was a kid watching Sesame Street, but now, dude, if you watch Sesame Street, I have a you know, my buddy Tristan over on Rockfin, he's always decoding and dissecting all the propaganda that's in all the Sesame Street shows. And I mean it's literally just like oh but the beep and that's literally every Elmo <laughs> is him talking about you know gay sex and getting your vaccines yeah it's it's really crazy and but you're the too dirty right? you're, you're yeah. too dirty for stuff i see and, yeah. and here's the whole thing like like i know some people are anti-gay couples adopting uh, you know i i know people who came through foster care and i'm just like any kind of love you need love, man. You need love. You need somebody to love you, dude. And I have no problems with that. I'd rather them. I mean, I had a buddy of mine just like, he just shish kebab. You go on the streets right here, dude. These are all people who went up through foster care and like were just turned out by the system. Okay. But you don't think the system wants that? Because I've heard people try to adopt kids. It's mission and a half. And when you do serve, they're still coming at your house. No, just I expecting for you to fuck up. 100%. Like, let's bring them back in here. But the, let me just finish this point because it's important to what I'm talking about. It's like there is a real vibe that 90% of the guys on Sesame Street are gay men. And it goes like, what is that? And you mean the characters, right? No, like the, the performers. The perform- okay, okay, interesting. That is like you would have to watch that you, and go, do you, does that guy have the vibe of the dude who just pounds puss all the time? Do you see the performers a lot on Sesame Street now? Yeah. I mean, like now lately, now it's going more and more towards the character, the 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 um, the um puppets being more and more the guy. I, I know Martha, uh, Martha was saying it like it's flipped to what it used to be. It's But, but the, the guys on there have and you're just like. When I, when I was, when I didn't have kids, I had zero desire to do kids activities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what is going on? I like it, any thoughts on that, Jay, or am I just being a, a weirdo? Well, I'm just remembering. So Sesame Street, that's public television and NPR public television. That's all underwritten by the Gates Foundation. So that's all going to be 100% psychological warfare paid for by you know your boy gil bates himself trying to get everybody to get the stabbies and i mean i mean i, I don't know what your take on i mean i know you're not pro mandated uh, stabbies and all that i'm I mean, against I, I'm, it I, yeah i mean i figured you were i just I, my thought is like i think this is a depopulation thing i think that in five to ten years man i think a lot of these people aren't going to be here anymore so this is just getting i mean this is like we're at crazy tier dude this is like i and, and then they're pushing it now to all the kids. Every kid needs to be children. Babies need to be. I mean, this is just nuts, dude. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it took like gigantic levels of psyops, you know, to get everybody to to fall for this, I think. I I, I couldn't agree more. Again, I, 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 I have no problems with gay couples raising children. I'm like, but why is 
almost every guy on there. Like, that's weird. Well, okay, but so you want to talk about the gay community, but remember that Fauci, Fauci <laughs> went and went, he studied, right? All of the gay community <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was running, he was running all of the uh, psyops in the 90s related to AIDS. Right. And I mean, I, I believe that was all a psyop to basically study crowd reaction to fear stuff. And you can totally see that what they were doing in the 90, 80s and 90s with AIDS stuff, which had nothing to do with actually healing people or helping anybody, whatever you think AIDS was or whether you think it's exaggerated, whatever. Like that was a prep for um, now and the global release of the whole psyops of the last two years. And, and who was running that? The same person running it right now, Fauci. Yeah, it's very interesting. I have a joke about like how like West Hollywood is so like f- afraid of fucking coronavirus, but but they didn't close one gay bar during AIDS. Like this is the guys who couldn't stop barebacking each other when this fucking virus was killing everybody. But now if you walk into a restaurant without mask on, like fucking the SWAT team comes out of nowhere, so which fun. goes back to what Austin you're talking about, Austin. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Helix Sleep. That's right, man. Are you having a problem sleeping nowadays? Politics crazy. You think the world's coming to end? Are aliens going to come and probe you? It's constantly on your mind, making it hard to sleep. Well, not anymore, thanks So our good friends at Helix Sleep. Listen, man, we've made so many advancements, okay? The, I mean, we're at the Voltrons of, uh, uh, of mattresses now. Advanced, super duper mattresses and guess how you do it helix sleep all right helix sleep has a quiz that will just take two minutes to complete and match your body type and your sleeping preferences preferences to the perfect mattress for you okay everyone's unique and helix knows that so they have several different mattresses models to choose from they have soft medium Firm mattress. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And Helix Plus mattresses for plus size folks. Not that I would know anything about that because I'm on day two of fasting. All right. It's real simple. I like a really soft mattress, right? I like to just fall in and sleep. Like in a hotel. You ever go to hotels? Those those are the best. Those are the best. And Helix mattress, Helix sleep is the best for you okay it's just real simple go take the test i crushed it i right. took the test he just took it right while now. you were reading it dude it's the first time he's ever passed the test yeah, that's I how great i it don't is. know if you could pass or fill this yeah, one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so dude if you need it's re- it's like G- it was uh gq's and wired magazine for best overall mattress of 2020 okay so here's what you guys are gonna do just go to helixsleep.com slash tinfoil that's helix sleep dot com slash tinfoil take the two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life okay helix is offering up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash tinfoil enjoy your sleep brah I want to get into some of your research about um, the MK Ultra and the new stuff you've discovered. How uh, the deeper research? Yeah. So in the last, it's probably been five or six months since I was on with you, and uh, you know we were talking about Hollywood and serial killers last time, and so I've kind of been focusing more on 
pretty in-depth stuff related to MK Ultra. And in summation, a lot of information has come out in the last year or two that kind of wasn't available a long time ago in the, uh, the standard literature, which I reviewed a bunch of that standard literature and made a much more connections. And really, I think that, if, I mean, to understand where we're at right now, there's a pretty clear uh, line of thought and argumentation about psychological warfare. And basically the studies of MKUltra on individuals, I think is really what was used to foster all of this nonsense to the public. Because if you remember in some of the documents related to um, the, the fake, you know, scam that we're in right now, there is lockstep and lockstep talked about, I went and read the whole lockstep document. It talks about that the end goal of all this is not even um, anything to do with medicine. It's basically to transition everybody into a technocracy. And so what COVID does, what all this does is help to automate everything. So the next five to 10 years is going to be about transitioning everything into automation. And then what automation does is it allows the technocracy to run everything, but to get everybody to that phase, they had to implement these different phases and these different strategies of psychological operations, which literally come out of not just wartime, but the specific dozens of MK ultra operations and studies and techniques, which include the inducements of mania, the inducements of mass psychosis, there's a lot of research, for example, done in um, Australia. A lot of people don't know that there was like all of these culture programs going on in Australia at the same time as what was going on in the U.S. and in the U.K. in the culture projects. And one reason they'll do that is so they can get away with a lot more in other countries because they're not under, you know, specific U.S. laws or whatever. So they'll farm this stuff out to other places. And one of the Huxley brothers was running all of this stuff in, uh, the U- in, in Australia back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And to bring this all full circle, one thing that was discovered was Kuru disease by the Army and the CIA back in the 60s and 70s. And they were studying Papua New Guinea offshore uh, of Australia. And they found out that that cannibals had this tendency to develop this this disease where the prions would grow in the brain. And people involved in that project just happened to be involved in um, international uh, stabby research. And they happen to be connected to big Gil Bates foundation foundations. If you catch my meaning here, right? So I always call him Gil Bates because I just think that's funny. But, um, <laughs> I'm Bates. talking about Bill Gates that don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, well, anyway, but, it, but that's the thing is that, so basically they, they weaponized mad cow or Kuru prions and I mean, if you've kept up with your, you know, Kufid stabby stuff, I mean, that's what a lot of people, you know, doctors, they think that's what's going on with the, the stabbies. They think that what, what mad cow disease is going on? Yeah, because it's prions. Oh my the, the spike protein in the, in the stabbies. It is. I don't know why people can't come to grips with that. People who have done bad things in the past would do bad things now. Well, but see, when I'm so so the people involved in that research in Australia, where they were experimenting on the cannibals in Papua New Guinea, where they discovered this um, mad cow prion stuff, 
that the army wanted to weaponize it and the people that run this program, they're all radical dysgenesis or eugenesis, however you want to phrase it. Dysgenesis just means weaponizing the notion of cleansing the, the race or the population. So, um, I mean, the guy who was running this program is Gustave Nosal, N-O-S-A-L, if I recall, and he's one of the top Gates people who was pioneering this inoculation research related to this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, they really want to depopulate everybody. That's that's no, the stated I, goal. So, I completely agree with it. I mean, there's that one uh, one website that puts the U.S. population Deagle, at, yeah, Deagle at 50 million. Okay, by 2025. I mean, that is insanity. Sometimes that's a psyop too. There's yeah. there's stuff to just get everybody to freak out. Nonlinear right. warfare big thing uh going on and it's just unbelievable the amount of i mean like i just think that like the people who were into weapons of mass destruction being iraq should hook up with the people who believed in russian collusion and who should also hook up with the people who uh are like living in chaos of a, a virus as a 99.6 percent survival rate it, and it's just like and it just gets down to, and I say this all the time, and I'm sorry about it, but it really just gets down to, you know, it's like fight or flight. Like, everybody thinks they're fighting for their lives. And when we get down to these guys that have had cushy lives their whole life, they don't have that. They are absent of fight and flight. So they have to find something. It's like when women, when whoever came up with the 70 cents on the dollar and didn't tell them what that meant was brilliant because you told women, particularly white women, let's face it, the, the, the people who were complaining about 70 cents on the dollar, upper, middle to upper class white women, right? I mean, and this is the demographic who gets paid, who has more money spent on them than any other demographic in the, in the country. It is statistically proven white women from age like 14 or 15 all the way up to like 35 or 38 gets more money spent on them than any other demographic. So you had to get them to make them feel like second class citizens. So when they went after white people, they could convince themselves they weren't part of that demographic, which is what Rachel Meadows whole job was. What I was, what I was going to tell you, I was like, the thing with the vaccine is like, let's say you're 60, took the vaccine three months ago. You could die of a heart attack. They're not even going to mention the vaccine. Yeah, of course. It's just a straight heart attack. Because everyone that's dying right now, like we just talk about. I mean, know. what are we doing with Bob Saget yeah. right now? I mean, like super rest in peace, bro. I didn't know you personally, but rest in peace by all counts. Everybody liked you. So I don't know what the answer is on that. It's just here we got all these people suddenly having heart attacks. And it's just like beyond tragic. Yeah. Do you think they're even considered a month, a year later? This guy takes the vaccine a year later. It finally kills him from a heart thing from the vaccine. Oh, no. Regular heart attack. Isn't it crazy that. Well, just, people, go ahead, Sam. Sorry. I just finished the point. Is that people are so concerned about protecting people that have two, three, <laughs> four other problems with them, mostly the obese, that they're willing to inject. A, a, a experimental drug into somebody who is perfectly healthy. 
crazy. If you remember the SPARS document, which was one of those globally planning documents that mentions what would be the next phase after the first year of the inoculations is that they, they mentioned that there will be mass deaths. There will be a lot of uh, casualties and chaos. And the document actually says that they have prepped for that. And the people that will take the fall will be the public health leaders and officials. Meanwhile, the big pharma people are totally exempt from that. So the actual perpetrators aren't the ones that, you know, get in trouble. Kind of like politicians take, you know, the the brunt of the anger for the people in the shadow government that are really running things in the same way the, the public officials are going to take the brunt of it. Meanwhile, and then they'll just move to the next phase, the next business plan uh, phase for bringing in the next phase of technocracy. So the whole point of all of this was just literally technocracy, which is why they're rolling out, you know, the vaccine passports and all that, which we talked about years ago, because we knew that they were going to do something like this. We did, we did shows on boiler room podcasts. I used to do like five, six years ago, talking about that stuff because they had been saying in these kinds of globalist documents, they were going to do stuff like that, but exactly how they would roll it out. Nobody really knew, you know, it could have been different types of bio warfare. It could have been a world war who knows. But um, once they rolled out this, it was obvious like what was going on. And I mean, you probably know about event 201 and all that, but all of those documents give an amazing kind of strategized plan of how to roll all this stuff out. And, and some of that stuff goes back 20 years ago. I think, um, you know, I think Whitney Webb covered it as well as I did that, uh, the anthrax, anthrax false flags yep. that went on back at the time in nine 11, yep. those were uh, kind of preparatory for laying the groundwork for the continuity of government strategy for when there's a big quote bio release, which is what we're in now. Um, and that played into one of the war games called uh, crimson contagion and clade X where they plan for all this stuff as well as mass inoculation. So just keep in mind, I mean, I, I'm not any, any, any kind of medical doctor or whatever. I just studied philosophy at college. Um, and, but I like to read and I read uh, Jonas Salk's books years ago. I did multiple videos. They're on Rockfin. I think they got taken down from YouTube, but I did, you know, videos on Jonas Salk's the father of inoculations. He wrote two books, one called survival of the wisest one called man unfolding. And in survival of the wisest, he literally says that we're going to have to use stabbies globally to not just experiment, but also to drastically reduce population. Uh, That's the Nobel prize winning dude. Who's like the father of this stuff. 100%. And you know, I mean, how deep does this go? How deep does this go? Like how deep is the psyop of a virus? And is everybody getting the same vaccine? Do you think no. the people in Nebraska are no. the same one from Cali or the one from Texas, even even by county? What if it's no, a black county, a Mexican county? It goes even county? deeper than that. It's a good it's question. Like, They're probably experimenting with different things. 100%, dude. I mean, there's somebody came out like the level, like there was some kind of milligrams or something in that, like, and like some people got yeah. placebo. Some people got like 40 times. And like, you're just figuring, they're figuring out how your reactions are. But it even goes deeper than that. It, even it goes, goes into nanotech. Have you seen that stuff? Yeah, 100%, dude. Like, this is a, this is a, just like the CIA in, in San Francisco ran, turned Hate Ashbury into a yeah. free range psyop. Yeah. It was being done purposely. They were pumping in acid and crystal meth, and they yeah. would set up these free clinics for people to go get free health. But that was just the CIA doctors 
just keeping data on everybody. How's everybody? Is this guy deteriorating? Is he getting yes. into weirder shit? Like, what is he doing? How is he reacting to this? That's exactly. all they want. Those free clinics were just simply a place for them to collect Fucking their data survey. on whatever is going on. But like, so you bring up Salk. You know, which gets into what a conversation Johnny's uncomfortable with, which is germ versus terrain theory. And let's say for a second, terrain theory is real. Are all these virologists lying or are have they been taught to look at an exome, exome, is that Johnny? Exosome. Exosome as a virus that they just see it as a virus, that they don't realize what they're looking at is not real. So when they, you know, so this whole cottage industry is built on something that isn't what they're being told, but they don't know that it's not that. Or they're like, Hey man, this doesn't seem real, but I, you know, I got, I got fucking medical school debt to pay off and I got a mortgage and I got, I got two ex wives and I got kids. Exactly, to pay yeah. You That's know, I, I, motivator, I, right. <laughs> right. So yeah. like this, like yeah. we, how many people have virologists on all the time? They're like, it's doing this and, da, 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 da. and even a virologist who is railing against the narrative is still pushing virology. Sounds like dope sick. Like you figure out where the money's at. Like you watch dope sick. You're like, oh, doctors will do anything. What? Uh, uh, like, yeah. the, it's, it's like, I, I, dude, I have, I can give you, and I'm going to get into it on broken sin, but. I can give you a straight up this doctor lying to me about every step of what he had to go through because he wants to charge me money every step of the way. And it's getting to the point where you talk to doctors like they're fucking auto mechanics. Well, dude, a, a doctor that you can trust, man, is worth so much. So a doctor that you can really trust is, is one of the most valuable things you can have really in life. It's yeah. somebody that you can believe and who's turned on you know about everything and like yeah. when you meet an auto mechanic who's just like we don't well, well dude i'm a dude you don't need this man you just yeah, it's gonna be a hundred bucks yeah. you're like dude oh my god yeah i found the best fucking auto same thing with a doctor bro mm. dentist too yeah well, oh yeah. yeah one thing that they did in terms of psyops related to doctors was i mean you guys i'm sure you guys know about you know the rockefellers taking over medicine you know 100 years ago and setting up all the different uh, AMA, APA, all that stuff is Rockefeller done to control medicine. But in the last few decades for the boomers, they really convinced boomers that doctors are like God on earth. I mean, you can't challenge or, or debate or discuss the doctor's prescriptions. And so that whole generation is who, you know, still has most of the wealth in the, in the West. I mean, the boomers are the most wealthy generation in the history of the world. And so they had a huge part, I, I believe, in, you know, basically fostering and going along with all the last two years of nonsense. And that's precisely because they have been brainwashed with this, you know, cold war. I don't know. I don't know why they think this, but it has been drilled into them probably from multiple. Remember all those TV shows? Like you go to your grandmother's house and they'd be watching like, you know, all those old medical, you know, soap operas and shit like that. And then, you know, uh, people grew up watching uh, ER and all this. So they, they glorified the doctor and the medical, the medical profession as if they're gods on earth. And so, I mean, I think that's a huge part of the psyop was just getting people to think that, you know, whatever the doctor tells you is just, just divine law, right? I mean, the doctor tells you to, you know, take some cancer treatment that's going to kill you in a week. The people, they'll just do it, right? They'll do whatever the doctor said. And they're just glorified pill pushers anyway. So it's, if you really know how doctors function, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying every doctor is bad, but the, 
that style of medicine is all based around, again, just being, they're like little evangelists for big pharma, right? They're just put pill pushers at a higher level. Um, but boomers worship them and thought that they can do no wrong. Even and, and half these doctors are like totally fat and they're in, they're not, they're not in good shape. Right. Why, why am I listening to some fat ass dude, right. Drinking a fucking uh, diet Coke and like eating gogurt telling me how to like be healthy. It makes no sense. Right. But boomers don't care about that. It's the, there's a disconnect of the level of like common sense. That's a huge part of this was just, just worshiping, uh, you know, the frontline heroes the worshiping the, the, you know, the, the nurses that were all twerking and all this nonsense. I mean, that was a huge part of that was all psyops too, to worship these people. Yeah. When they tell you about it in the Tokyo games in 2012, like you watch that opening ceremony in the Tokyo games, it is completely and utterly the story of coronavirus. And it like gets back to my whole thing about Q. And this is my whole thing about Q. It's like, you can say whatever you want about Q and I'm totally fine with that, but make no doubts about that was sigil magic dog. That was them telling you exactly what's going on. And then when nothing happens, they break your spirit. It's the same thing with the Tokyo opening games. Dude, you have dancing nurses. Dancing nurses shows up on TikTok. I mean, it's just they're previewing everything that's coming going on. The runway model, the uh, Project Runway, they have a coronavirus. They have a contestant who's oh, like named Corona or like COVID. And yeah. she walks around with a fucking mask on. A lot of people, yeah, have pulled out these TV shows, sci-fi shows and movies in the, in the last 10, 20 years that had all this stuff in it, people wearing masks. I was watching um, John Carpenter's uh, uh, Escape from L.A., and I noticed uh, in that dystopia, a lot of people were wearing, like, face masks, right? So, and I mean, whether that's intentional or, or accidental, I don't know. But, I mean, it's just ironic, right, that all these uh, sci-fi shows. There was another sci-fi show with Kristen Wiig that was a comedy from, like, three three or four years ago. And she, in a lot of the sequences in the future, she sees everybody wearing face masks. So, that's, uh, it could be, I mean, in many cases, it probably is intentional propaganda. Obviously, we covered that a lot over on my channel and in my books. And that's a real thing. Like, I mean, that's actually documented. There's, there's white papers, there's a FOIA request where we know, right. That Pentagon, the CIA, these different entities have for, you know, decades uh, at least, right. Put countless uh, instances of propaganda, foreshadowing uh, product placement, propaganda placement in thousands of TV shows and movies in the last, just as we, just in terms of what the FOIA documents talk about just in the last 20 years. So, and yeah, of course it goes all the way back. And look now, like, look at, I think we can look at what's actually being produced right now for maybe a preview of the future, possibly. Like, I, yes. I was really, I was really intrigued with this Netflix film, Don't Look Up. Have you, have you yeah. seen or heard? Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't sound like project, you know, like a preview of Project oh, Looping yeah. and, the, and the. So, yeah, you have an extinction level event coming and nobody will listen to it because everybody's just sort of wrapped up in their own bullshit. They're, you know, uh, wrapped up in porn or taking right. selfies or whatever. And so they can't even get the president to listen to this, uh, you know, extinction level event. And, and it, it's, it was good until it turns into this thing where it's like, Oh, anybody who supported anything quote right wing or yeah. conservative is the idiots that don't believe in science because science would actually save us. And so they become, you know, the MAGA type people of don't look up, right. They're all chanting. Don't look at the sky. Don't look, don't look at science is what it stands for. And so you got Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence 
basically just like the scientific saviors that no one listens to. And since they don't get listened to, the world blows up. It's so dumb. I mean, you literally it's have totally Michigan dumb. led by that fucking haunted pumpkin head, <laughs> right? Saying that they're not going to listen to the CDC. And we all think the CDC is bullshit anyways, but that is the that is the ring bearer. Is that the correct term right there? Uh, 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 the truth bearer, whatever that word, that phrase is, that is the standard bearer. There we go. The standard bearer of, of, um, uh, of science that says, you only have to isolate for five five days, right? And Mi Michigan's like, no, no, it's, it's eight days. That and little foot bitch? Yeah, that crazy chick <laughs> who had the fake fucking yeah, 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 yeah. kidnap story. And it's just like, it's so, Michigan's such a weird fucking state. It's like, it really let is. me get this right. You're, you're, you're Michigan. You've been destroyed by free trade, but somehow you're still democratic at that moment. Like, let me get this right. Your, 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 and the left is, let me get this right, pro-union, pro-free trade? Like, how does that fucking work? How does that make any sense to you? So now they're rejecting the science. They got Dr. Malone on and we could have a discussion. You know, Dr. Malone to me is the same thing as Donald Trump in that, yeah, you could, there's a, you're, you could question these guys. Okay, but you're not asking the right questions. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like to not like Trump is very I get it, but you're not disliking him for the right reasons, which is, you know, he gave 10 billion dollars to Bill Gates. He uh, kept on Dr. Fauci. He uh, he uh, went against the First Amendment on college campuses. Like there's so many reasons. He, he's a complete another Zionist. There's so many reasons not to like that guy. And you're picking none of them because the people who are telling you not to like them, the people who pay their checks don't want you looking at those things. Right? It just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And so we're getting into this whole thing that I want to get into this great reset. Like... People don't think, like, I was talking to one, one political guy. He's like, communism will never come here. I'm like, fascism will be here. It will be, it, it's, they're trying to shove it down their throats. It's not going to be a guy with a fucking funny mustache. It's going to be these corporations, which are extensions of the U.S. government, which is communism in a, with a smokescreen. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's like corporate communism, which is basically faster than the same thing. And it's for mo it's for the most, for the majority of the population, right? So the, at the top, you have this sort of exempted um, blue pass elite who will not be subject to the rules that everyone else is under. So that's just a, a classic, you know, oligarchical type of structure. And that's really what it is. Oligarchy, if you want like the totally precise term, um, and that's really what these people have designed. I mean, people, a lot of people don't realize that this is a, what we're experiencing now is a plan that was drawn up a hundred years ago. You can go read the people who talked about what's coming into play right now, a hundred years ago, like Lord Birkenhead, he wrote his famous uh, piece in Cosmopolitan magazine in the 19 teens or twenties. And in that essay, and he says, he says, save this uh, essay because in a hundred years, you're going to be reading what I'm telling you. It's going to predict the future. And he talks about everybody being uh, controlled by a global technocratic government. He talks about babies being born in test tubes, so food being fake, everything being controlled, population being drastically reduced. And that's a hundred years ago. Right. And so then his circles, people at the Royal society, people in, 
these uh, Malthusian British elite circles, they talked about how they would drastically reduce the population through, as Bertrand Russell says, Stabbies. He said it again back in the 30s. I've covered all these books, lectured through all these books. And so it's just amazing to see all of this out there in the open in dozens and dozens of books from 100 years ago all the way up until now. You read Klaus Schwab's books that he wrote uh, right before Kufit. He wrote Fourth Industrial Revolution in 2018 or 19. And that is describing in 100% continuity the very things that were that were written about by H.G. Wells, Bertrand Russell, Lord Birkenhead, 100 years ago. So there's perfect continuity of the last 100 years of this one plan by the same group to bring it in. And so it, to people like us, it's, it's not a surprise. We can see this coming. We might not, we might not know every little you know, detail of what comes about, but the overall plan is all 100% public. And then when you start getting into those recent white papers of the last 10 to 15 years, I mean, it's just, it's like they follow a script, dude. It's literally scripted. It is so interesting to me how people can be can be like Hitler was bad, Stalin was bad. That you know, and then you get down into the identity politics of Reagan was bad, Bill Clinton was bad, but they can't come to grips with the science or these health officials lied to them. Like they just can't come to grips with that. Or the fact that like Jeff Bezos. Or, or Bill Gates or, or or Elon Musk are not who they tell you are. They are like, dude. I mean, these guys are all ushering in uh, other arms of the U.S. government. Like, dude, Amazon. Everyone's shocked that Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Well, let me ask you something. Does it make sense that for the government to pay taxes to the government? Like, if you go, hey man, Amazon is an extension of the government. Of course they're not going to pay taxes. Yeah, I mean, it's really naive, isn't it, to believe that these, you know, favored Silicon Valley companies that become the tech giants that they are today, that they just did this by their own, you know, smarts and by, you know, slapping away keyboards really hard uh, in a garage or on a college campus <laughs> somewhere. No, these are companies that got NQTEL CIA funding seed money, which is what allowed them to get to where they are. And then, as you pointed out, a lot of tax uh, uh, ex- exclusions, tax benefits, and that's intentionally right because they are, like you said, basically extensions of, of the deep state. So um, things like, you know, the, the space programs and whatnot, these kinds of things, these are just uh, private versions of what NASA used to be. So, yeah, 100%. It's 100% with NASA. Just everyone's got to be trust science. I'm like, you ever been to space? I mean, like, you've never been to space. You're like 100%. It's like me me never being the long John Silvers, but I'm an expert in their menu, right? I'm just like, let me break down how a wonderful long John Silvers is. Have you ever been there? No, but I've studied it. I've studied it. I've studied long John Silvers fucking menu and it's fucking amazing. Well, what's your favorite thing to eat? Well, I've never actually eaten it, but let me tell you about their fries. Okay. I can tell you even. Even easier the example, that's a great example though. Uh, even easier example, most people who talk about trust the science, they've never actually been in a science lab. Okay, yeah. I had one college class where we had science lab, astronomy, and we actually did a few things in the lab. And I'm not a science person in the sense that I'm not into science per se, um, but like I've had more science experiment experience than like 95% of the, they've never been in a science lab. 
Well, they uh, NASA hasn't confirmed aliens, but yeah, they got priests and shit talking about them. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, well, we they ha- they've have started Kim, uh, to uh, talk about that because this is all this is all fucking uh, Project Bluebeam. This is all, and we've been telling you this forever. There's two sides of this, though. Some people think that they're doing it now because it's become undeniable, but you don't think that, right? You don't think that it's it's become so apparent that there's something else going on that they were forced to acknowledge it. There's you, you'll find that there's a group in the in kind of our fringe element, I guess you could say, that thinks that, and then there's the other group that thinks like you think that it, the entire thing is a, a you know a, a work. My opinion is kind of along the lines of Ryan Bloodsell, which is that these motherfuckers don't come in ships. They show up in in interdimensional ways. Mm. If they're if they're and I do believe there are interdimensional beings. I just don't think they show up in ships, pop out of a sea. I mean, like so all you're the, talking like portals, like Rick and Morty type shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which is probably the moon. That's my humble opinion. But again. I mean, we're just living in a place where it's like everything is fucking controlled. Like when you take a look at like, why would NASA that was started by Scientologists, Satanists, uh, Disney and and Nazis suddenly be on the up and up? I mean, imagine, I mean, it is, it's my opinion on nuclear, and this is Sam speaking, not Jay, uh, nuclear weapons. Like everybody's afraid of nuclear weapons. How many people have actually seen a nuclear weapon and know what they're looking at is a nuclear weapon? I had a guy stand up at my show. I've seen nuclear weapons. I'm like, did you know it was a nuclear weapon? He's like, no. And he sat back down, right? Like he said, he was at a base where they had nuclear weapons. Military, yeah. He He said, I've seen a nuclear weapon. I go, how do you know it's a nuclear weapon? He's like, I don't. I got you. I I thought you meant. Like, like he found out later. Everything is shadow in the cave. Like, remember that that big bomb that happened in <laughs> yeah. the Middle East over the fireworks? Yeah, they could have said that was nuke, and we would all I would have bought it. Yeah, one hundred. I'd be like, oh, dude, the way, they got ripping farts over here. This is just this chair and this condos. Dude, oh, dude, we thought you were ripping gas or something. You guys are <laughs> I was riding the levels. I was like bringing it just down. I was like, oh, jeez, <laughs> so so. Go on. Uh, so I was just on with Burmas the other day, and we had a good conversation about that very thing, Sam, which is that whatever your view of nukes, like what what was the real power of nukes in the Cold War was to just scare the crap out of everybody. And if you go into the history of the Rand Corporation, like they dreamt that up as a psyop. Like nobody was actually going to, you know, set the nukes off. And by the way, if you stop, drop and roll and get under your desk, I mean, yeah. what's that going to do with a nuke? Nothing, right? Do you, do you want to melt over here or under the desk? That right? sounds like the mask. So, well, and, and what I'm, that's, that was the point of that whole conversation was that Rand Corporation's strategy of just scaring the shit out of everybody in the world during the Cold War was totally uh, effectual for achieving social engineering change. And that's exactly what's going on now is that just like the war on terror was the exact same. Rand drew up both of those, right? So Rand drew up mutually sure destruction, new terror, and then they drew up the strategy of the war on terror. And that's because the people at Rand Corporation all borrowed the philosophy of Trotsky, which is red terror. There's a lot of those neocon dudes there. They're all just basically, they're, they're influenced by two people, Leo Strauss and, and Trotsky. Strauss being the uh, Nazi, Trotsky being,
being the you know Bolshevik revolutionary type of guy, right? So you got Red Terror influencing neocons at the Rand Corporation to come up with the whole nuke scare. That's what uh, Kubrick is lampooning in you know, Dr. Strangelove is the Bland Corporation. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I don't know if this is the case. I know Rand talks a lot about the COVID nonsense, but they probably had a lot to do with drawing up the global fear campaign since they drew up the last two big global psyops, war on terror, Cold War fear campaigns. 100%, dude. I mean, the the new the Cold War was built on a complete and utter lie that Russia was competing with us on anything. They were yeah. they were maybe in athletics. Everything else was a bullshit fucking lie. I remember being a kid and like I think the United States would give aid to Russia during this whole. I'm like, we're supposed to be in a war with them and we're giving them aid because we were propping up this fucking bad guy. That's how we're doing it, dude. And it happens all the time and like you know when those so here's i talked about this before on the show but you know the 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 videos of the chinese people dropping in the streets and everyone's like that never happened yeah until the until the vaccine came and then we started seeing that happen all the time and if they're doing gain of function in in china where they're developing you don't think they wouldn't test the vaccine there as well and these are just videos of people with the vaccine just falling out of fucking nowhere, which then they take these videos and tell you, oh, this is going to happen if you get coronavirus, which never happened until you started taking vaccines. And look at that one nurse gets a vaccine live on air and boom, she falls right down. That was such a PR L for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And like, now she's dead. No one's seen her since. Why not give her the, you know, the, the, the water, the saline? Yeah, it's because they're stupid, dude. They're not as smart as. Listen, it's not that. Hold on, it's not that they're they're dumb. It's just they have so many moving pieces. It's impossible to micromanage every single moment of every single person. It's just impossible. Even if you took decades to put the team together, it's like you can't you can't micromanage from. Klaus Schwab can't be like approve of the nurse that's about to give the fucking other nurse. The the thing it's like th- that's where the piece that's where the plan falls apart is at the lowest levels they don't have these freaking people and now we're getting into like the Pope and their connection to Klaus Schwab I think that's one thing about like people are starting to wake up to the Vatican and like if again it goes back to the argument about you know Jew world order and all that stuff I don't think Jews run everything I think they're middle management. And I think that the true power rests in the people who run the Vatican. That's my humble opinion. The black nobility, the dark arts occultists, that's who they are. And we see it all the time with the Pope and his connection to Klaus Schwab and all that stuff. What's your thoughts on it, Jay? Yeah, you know, so you were talking about the managed dialectic of the Cold War. Uh, that's something I put a lot of time into in the last, you know, several years as well. And even back to like grad work, because I was doing my research on um, the way Ian Fleming's James Bond was used in the Cold War as propaganda. So um, I, w- I wasn't surprised to find out uh, that F. William Ingdahl wrote a really good article recently about um the Vatican's connection to uh, Klaus Schwab. Uh, now we had seen last year that uh, 
they had come out with this idea of inclusive capitalism as part of the great reset, which was this new version of capitalism, which is basically just communism, socialism. I mean, all these systems are kind of really kind of can be the other, the opposite of themselves anyway. But the idea was that what we're going to have uh, inclusive capitalism, which means stakeholder capitalism, which means the idea of basically social justice warrior capitalism, which is just yeah. communism. Yeah. Right? And that's what right, right, Klaus right, is right. pushing. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you 100%. Right. So, so uh, then it uh, turns out there's even deeper connections than just them kind of doing this public announcement of inclusive capitalism, which is tied into the Great Reset and the, and the Green Agenda. It turns out that um, so in the realm of Catholic theology, there's this controversy in the last 50 or 60 years going back to the Cold War called liberation theology. And liberation theology is the kind of a liberalized idea of what Christian theology is to make it more of a social gospel, more of a social justice motivated thing. In other words, Jesus didn't come to do anything miraculous or supernatural. The message of Christianity in liberation theology is that it's basically just a kind of a NGO or a self-help program to make society better. So that was the idea of a lot of the liberation theologians who were Jesuits and very progressive back in the 50s and 60s, 70s especially doing their work down in Latin and South America. And a lot of people thought, and a lot of people were propagandized into thinking, oh, they're all, you know, KGB Russian funded communists. And so they bought into this cold war narrative that the CIA and the neocons would push when in fact, it turns out that the uh, head of the world economic forum Klaus Schwab and also head of for many years, Bilderberg, right? The steering uh, head of the steering committee of Bilderberg, he uh, met with and was buddies with for many years and would hold speaking events for Archbishop Kamara back in the seventies. The and Archbishop Kamara is famous because he is the uh, founder and father of liberation theology. So the very guy that everybody thought was this Marxist communist. And in many ways he would, he was like, he was like, Oh, I, I support, uh, you know, Che, I support uh, Castro, you know, I support this, that, but it was, being managed at a higher level, just like we've been talking about this whole time with people like Rand Corporation, right? People like Victor Rothschild playing both sides in the Cold War. In the same way, Klaus Schwab was meeting with and promoting people like Archbishop Kamara, the founder of liberation theology, that the Vatican was, you know, acting like for many years was this great enemy and this great opponent. And what's the reason this is relevant to the Jesuits is, of course, that Francis, Pope Francis Bergoglio being a radical sort of liberation theology obsessed when he was a uh, archbishop, right? Uh, now that he's the Pope, he's basically embraced that in, in, in Toto. And he's basically aligned the Vatican completely with the, the, the great reset, which is not ultimately communist. It's just communism for the lower levels of society right? It's yeah. the exempted elite at the top. And then it's a kind of communist model on everyone else. And that's why the wealthiest people on the planet whom Klaus Schwab represents Davos world economic forum. These are the fortune 100. This is Bilderberg people. They love communism and Marxism and they always have. That's what I've been trying to put explain for so long it's, boomers can't, can't get this by the way, they can never figure out because they lived in the cold war, I guess, but they can never figure out that it's the wealthiest people on the planet that push Marxism. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, was it Sam, by the way, has uh, stepped away to the bathroom. Um, in, in the, uh, in, He's like, in, get in, him out of here. <laughs> Screw this guy. I'm done. In the, that was my Sam impression, by the way. 
in this in this battle of heavyweights, I mean, these, you have these different ideologies and theologies. Is there a lesser a lesser evil? Is there? I mean, I I feel like these things are happening at such a level that we really have little effect on them. But is there is there a side that we should maybe hope ends up uh, on top? You know, is there is there a, a lesser, like I said, evil in 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 the Catholic Church that we could kind of hope maybe with the net? Because you know, you're hearing a lot now about how Pope Francis is possibly not well. Um, is there? I mean, what should we look well, for? I, maybe? I mean, as for the Roman Catholic Church, no. I mean, I think that institution um, went bad a long time ago, maybe a thousand years ago. So I don't, I don't have any yeah, that hope is a for the time. Roman Catholic Church at all. Well, maybe then just a little bit of a preview of the the factions that might be warring to replace uh, Pope Francis when that comes. Up. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly within the the broad umbrella of Roman Catholicism, there's definitely conservative right wing traditionalist factions who would like to see you know, a um, not so globalist type of Pope. But the problem is that when one thing Francis did was stack the Cardinal group with so many progressives that they will never have anybody remotely conservative ever elected because the older ones, the ones that could have elected somebody more conservative have been kind of foisted out and he stacked the deck and the Cardinals are the one that will pick the next Pope. So there's not going to be any trad based right wing conservative Pope or anything like that. Um, I think that whole institution is actually being prepared to evolve into a new kind of world religion. And uh, we've seen many inklings of that, not just in Vatican II, but in a lot of the more recent um, encyclicals, uh, Fratelli Tutti of Francis, like he wrote this encyclical talking about kind of bringing in um, uh, other world religions, prayers that can be done for other world religions. Uh, there was the recent Amazon Synod where they were really uh, affirming a lot of uh, world religions, like indigenous uh, Amazon human sacrifice religion. <laughs> so he blessed this thing called Pachamama, which is a human sacrifice idol. And the point in all that is just to say that the the moves that are being made are to make the Vatican kind of the center of a new world religion. So um, the only way that the way the Roman Catholic system works is that it's a total top down autocracy. And so the only way to fix it would be have uh, supposedly like a conservative quote Pope, but that's not going to happen because he's stacked the deck with the people that would elect the next Pope being kind of radicals and, and being totally globalist. So there might be people like Bishop Vigano who, uh, you know, call out, the uh, globalism of the papacy, but the papacy is a, is a boxed in system. It can't, it can't change because it's already dogmatized, you know, the last hundred years of crazy stuff. I totally agree with that. And uh, you know, I knew the Pope was up to no good when they were like labeling him cool Pope. Like whenever the mainstream media tries to convince you somebody's a great person, I always go, okay, what's really going on with this guy? Cause yeah, right. good people don't need to be sold. Yeah. Who did he sleep with? Right. Like, but, I mean, you, like, you know, he's, you know, he's compromised. Oh, we know we slept with boys, you know, yeah, right. And, and you just start getting into more and more like this Jesuit stuff and like who the Jesuit. So, so the founder of the FBI, right. Got a lifetime achievement award from the Jesuit order. Like, think about that. And like, you know, it's it, it's so interesting as we think about all these intelligence communities being these independent things. When it's like each one of them, whether it's CIA, Mossad, MI6 or whatever, MI5, whatever, they, they're just all just regional offices of yeah. the same exact thing. And they all work together. And what they do is like when 
What? Like, okay, so the CIA can't work within the U.S. border, supposedly. Guess who can? Mossad. Yeah, they'll just farm it out. Yeah, They just farm it out. And that's what happens, man. This is how they get around this stuff. And it's like, again, we talk about it here all the time. You take a look at, like, all of these country, all of these um, continents, organized crime family, like yeah. Europe, North America, South America. What are they all based? They're all Catholic based. Every single one of them is a Catholic background. Irish, Italian, Latins, all f- Catholic. The gov- all- yeah, and the government works with all of them. You've heard it during a World War II. It's not the II. government. Well, the government does work, but but yeah, I mean, in that weird way. So, you know, if you watch the Four Kings, they're all talking about, oh, you know, it said yeah, this yeah. box, this dock on, uh, you know, uh, um, the great this great boxing era, and they always do it just uh, juxtaposed to the political uh, climate, and it's like, crack was destroying the, the 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 inner cities and like the politicians wanted to stop you like no dude the politicians were smuggling in yeah. the drugs yeah that's drug warfare is old school right i mean that goes back probably to the ancient world but everybody knows about you know china being flooded with opium on the part of the british empire and then those um, opium networks were, were originally controlled uh after that by french networks for the for french colonial um uh trafficking and then the oss took over the old french drug networks that dealt with opium so then uh, guess who who the oss which is the predecessor of the cia they ran the drug networks together with sicilian mafia so most of the the heroin that was being trafficked back in 40s 50s 60s was uh oss in concert with the sicilian mafia and uh, yeah, that, I, I got into all that last year as well when I was doing a lot of organized crime research and you realize that a lot of these organized crime families are basically just working with, uh, you know, the CIA or Naval Intelligence. They worked a lot with Naval Intelligence, especially in World War II. So, and, and ultimately that's because as, as you know, Sam, like, you know, the CIA is like the biggest drug dealer in the world. That's, that's who does most of the, of the drug dealing. And then you go into like, you know, every crime family, you know, you do a, 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 a TV show on the Italian mob or the Irish mob or whoever, where they always meet with the local Catholic priests, right? And they're always asking for, <laughs> it's just, it's it all pieces together. How there's this giant mechanism. I mean, where did all the Nazis go to? The Nazis started the, started the CIA. Where did they all go to? The Vatican to escape. Are you telling me that our intelligence services that know if you fart in the wind <laughs> didn't know that they were all just chilling in Latin America? No, they nope. purposely didn't go there. Well, both the Soviets and the British and the U.S. Um, had secret programs to bring uh, Nazi scientists over. So, you know, those are also just pseudo conflicts, right? I mean, the uh, National Socialist Experiment is just an experiment in the same way that, for example, Bertrand Russell, he says that um, when Bolshevism is unleashed in Russia, he says it's just a big social experiment to see how it does and how well it does. And that was the same thing with Hitler, who I, I think was basically a British agent. Now, he may not be a direct agent, but he was working with the British Empire to basically engineer and, and ensure that there were two, the, this was the Second World War. This is discussed in Quigley's book. He doesn't call him a British agent, but he says that there was these secret deals that the British uh, crown had made with Hitler 
to ensure that there would be a war. And it was contrary to the public policy that they had. It was called the appeasement program to tell the, the British public that no Hitler's evil, Hitler's evil, but they were making all these secret deals with Hitler, helping to arm him and, and, and get him going so that he could invade Poland and there could be the, the war. That's all in, in Quigley's official council on foreign relations history. So basically is that, book? Could, is that a book? Yeah. So tragedy and hope is that big fat uh, Carol Quigley book that is known as kind of being the official, you know, CFR CIA history of the 20th century. And that's where Quigley says that the two world wars of the last century were basically engineered by the banking elite. 100%. And so everybody, if you talk to the people on the far, 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 far left, or the, like in the, in the conspiracy world, they'll convince you Hitler was trying to rally against the um, against the baking elites, right? Right. So, and I go, well, I, how did he fund his war? And it, the truth of the matter is, it's like, dude, he was funded by the George Bush, all these guys that were yeah. bankers, man. And you go, if if you talk if you talk to any conspiracy theorist, right, they'll be like. They'll be like, leaders are selected, not elected. Why would Hitler be any different? How do they get... Johnny, you just gave the... the like, I don't know, man. No, no, I agree. I you agree. know? So, so this guy who's a failed artist out of nowhere just suddenly... Oh, yeah, he just starts talking in a bar. And people and are like, no, yeah, yeah, this guy. Let's get this guy. Let's get this guy in. No, the truth right, is... So, so the, the, the thing about Tragedy and Hope is that that's not a conspiracy book. That's a book written by the Council on Foreign Relations historian and mentor to Bill Clinton, Dr. Carol Quigley from Georgetown. And he wrote this giant book that was given out to CIA section chiefs in the 60s and 70s. And it details what's really going on in the 20th century, right? It's, it's about the whole history and plan of the global elite for the 20th century. That's why it's such an important key book to understanding the last century. And the, the thesis of the book is just basically that the British empire was originally behind world war one. That's actually in that, that new movie. I mean, it's hinted at in that stupid, stupid new movie Kingsman, but the, 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 the purpose there was to exhaust the, um, the, the, Axis powers in a war to then bring in the United Nations or the League of Nations. And then World War II exhausts the rivals to the British Empire at that phase. And then, and the Pax Americana, the, the Anglo American establishment, quick, quickly calls it. And then that uh, brings in the United Nations. And then that is what is intended to um, basically bring about the future world government. So Quigley wrote his book in the midst of the Cold War. So he, did, he wrote it in late 60s, early 70s. So it doesn't go further than that. But, I mean, he was already saying in that book that the banking elite run the country. They've controlled the elections for the last 100 years. It's not a conspiracy book. Remember, this is a, a defense from somebody in the establishment. It's like a Brzezinski of his time, basically explained how the world really works and how the the power money elite in the u.s or in the west pretty much control and fund and foster these conflicts as a managed dialectic to bring about a long-term goal and that's why it's it's like the most important kind of um admission book on the part of the establishment yeah and it's just like uh, so so you take a look at this whole thing it's like who's hitler's father we know who's father who's his grandfather we don't know quite who that is right and, and by all accounts 
Everybody believes, unless you're fully retarded, that Hitler died in Argentina, right? Like, that's really the belief. If this guy was so hated and he's like, and I get that maybe even at a certain point, he tries to get rid of the, uh, get rid of the uh, centralized bank, which he doesn't do, right? He doesn't do it. But he like all these guys go down to Latin America. If he was really railing against the banking system, why are they allowed to die peacefully out there? And who are the who were the Nazis got hunted down? The ones that didn't go down there. The ones that tried to fit into America, and they could use them as like, oh, look at this. We got another ninety year old Nazi that was like running a fucking car wash in New Jersey, right? Like that's who you go after. You don't talk about the fact that. Like, you know, when we talk about this kind of a Nazi draft that they had, did the Nazis get drafted or did the Nazis walk to these other countries that got devastated? Like They got Eichmann, though, right? They, didn't they kill him and or they, they put him on trial after capturing him in Argentina? Yeah, 15 Nazis go on uh, trial. Him 15. and Doc, like the major one, Dr. Mengdala, like but, all the horrible ones. Yeah, but no, I don't even know if Not they even were the that. horrible yeah. ones. I think they were just ones that they were willing to sacrifice. And the other ones were just allowed to walk over to Russia and to walk yeah. over to the United States and England. Right. And take yeah, over. They, they had secret programs, right? I mean, it, it, well, everybody knows about paperclip in the U.S., but there was a British program, there was a Soviet program, and they just picked the ones that, you know, they thought were the most useful for their engineering and technical skills and psyop skills, I guess. They were treating and, them like uh, no. They were training them like kings. I was reading this little documentary that they brought in. Uh, they had like soldiers treating them, and they would have to go to the mall with them to send their family gifts. Like they were going all out for these guys. Like like they were like kings. Like oh here here you get your best shit. Yeah. Like you're the best. Like instead of like well, treating them like prisoners. A lot of people don't know too that uh, there were quite a few people in the British aristocracy and amongst the British elite, and even who was a king Edward. Um, that were they were pro Nazi at the time of the war, right? So there was quite a few people in the British establishment who supported Hitler. Uh, I think that's right. I can look it up, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like Time yeah. Magazine, yeah, uh, exactly. IBM, the yeah, so, Bushes. So Edward the Eighth is the guy I'm thinking of, and he was um, King Edward the Eighth. Who he's famous because he married that chick who was like an American, like non blue blood Wallace Simpson. And she, I think she was like some kind of spy, but, um, so Edward the eighth was married to Wallace Simpson, this commoner. And, um, he was a, a big time, you know, Hitler supporter. So again, just kind of attesting to the fact that on the down low, the British elite were maybe not all of them, but some of them at least were, you know, wanted Hitler to either succeed or to be a useful tool um, to achieve basically the exhausting of the resources and energy and manpower of the rivals to the British empire. So basically even apart from Quigley, um, other geopolitical analysts of the 20th century pointed out that basically the, the Anglo-American establishment's plan for the 20th century was through two big wars, at least to exhaust the power and resources of their, their main two rivals being, uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire and Russia. And that's what the whole 20th century did was basically exhaust 
any of the, the, the rivals and that allowed the Anglo-American establishment and then also Israel as well later on to who's part of that group to basically run and have the upper hand on the planet. So we live in that world now where at yeah. the end of the, at the end of the cold war, that, that entity basically had the upper hand on, the, on the globe. I think it's all black nobility. Most of the, most of the, most of uh, like a large chunk of Israel's owned by the Vatican. I mean, it's all right there. It's a land bridge. I mean, these things start to click together. You're like, what the fuck, man? And it's just like, here we are. So now we're looking at what's going on. U.S. and China. Like, you know, they, they basically use World War II to just destroy Europe, which was an empire, right? And put they, them into generations of debt. That's the other thing that the wars do is put future generations into debts that you can never pay. Right. And so what do they do with that? They destroy the, you know, Germany, France, Spain, all these fucking countries. And then the United States rises up. And what are they able to do? Completely and utterly hijack the entire system, turn the military into stormtroopers, take over them through the centralized bank, all that stuff. And now yes. who's a, who's the U.S.'s rival? China. So what the China has a system in which everybody's completely on lockdown. Everybody is completely and utterly on lockdown. And if you social credit score and all that stuff. So what they want to do, they're going to try to fucking implode the United States because we are rivals to China. Now, I don't think this is guaranteed because the difference between us and all these other times is the Internet. That's my humble opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, I have hope. But it all goes back down to that, that this is a game being played. But I want to get back to the, because I really do believe that the Jesuits are the military arm of the black nobility and they're, and that they're, they're the really ones in control. And just like trans human, trans agenda, I think is just a smokescreen so people don't actually look at pedophiles. They're like, oh, the trans are coming for your kids. Well, the pedophiles are coming for your kids, <laughs> literally, right? But, you know, I think the Vatican is in charge. And a, a big thing that the Vatican did was uh, it basically manipulated all the major religions. Uh, I, I, what we see is somebody introducing, and I talk about it all the time on the show, somebody introducing three books that kind of change the course of these religions. Right. So we got the Bible and like, dude, the Bible's amazing. There's a lot of stories left out of it. Okay. Why is that? Then we have uh, Islam. We all know that Muhammad was uh, a royal, right? A Western royal. And then we get to the Talmud when it comes to Judaism. And what's in the Talmud is like, what the fuck did you just say? Right. These are like religion, like that you get the, the Hebrew religion off of the, the, the Torah and onto the Talmud, right? Which is like a way more aggressive book. And each one of these gives the other ones a chance to like want to fight with each other. Now you're controlling religion. And uh, I again, I think this is Jesuit ran. And it's like, and the Jesuits run the CIA. What's your thoughts on that? Well, there's definitely a, an intimate connection there, and that can be verified. I mean, the, the CIA has used uh, Jesuits in many operations. They've had a long-time uh, connection, especially since the time of Vatican II. Um, there's a whole big, fat book written by a Catholic scholar, uh, David Wimhoff, on the um, CIA's uh, alignment with uh, the famous American Jesuit, John Courtney Murray, of the 20th century. And he helped to get 
the second Vatican council to pass a lot of these kind of um, CIA desired documents and attitudes at Vatican two. And it's also part of a a program that they were running by the CIA uh, headed up by a guy named CD Jackson called the doctrinal warfare program, which was basically to align the Vatican and the Jesuits with the, um, the CIA in the cold war. So that's when they really got united. I mean, certainly the, the, intelligence aspects of the Jesuits precedes the CIA by centuries. I mean, the, the Jesuits go back, you know, to Ignatius Loyola. Um, but the Vatican had an intelligence apparatus way even before that. I mean, the, the Vatican really is the world's oldest intelligence agency. That's kind yeah, of what it is. That's, that's, that's how it functions. I mean, think about the confessional, right? I mean, you're confessing your, your sins and uh, how valuable would uh, all of the monarchs and the elite confessing their sins be in terms of the intelligence apparatus and in terms of <laughs> blackmail, right? So that's the old, that's the oldest intelligence in the world. And then we get, you know, the Vatican, the, the, the Jesuits in the time of the reformation, for example, or the uh, counter reformation doing a lot of uh, intelligence operations and missions and assassinations. Like you talked about, that's, that's, that's straight up history right there. But in the 20th century, it really is uh, aligned after Vatican II um, when the CIA launched this uh, doctrinal warfare program. So ever since then, I think that the, 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 they've just kind of been more and more aligned. Um, I mean, John Paul II would have uh, frequent meetings with um, I think William Casey of the CIA back uh, when he was the Pope um, the Vatican played a key role in uh, the fall of the wall and, and the, the uh, downfall of communism in, in these Eastern European countries, Poland, hence John Paul II being from Poland. So um, I'm not saying that communism is Sovietism is good, but what I'm saying is that all of that makes it very clear. Uh, there was a famous meeting at Malta between Gorbachev and Bush senior and Pope John Paul II. That was a Malta meeting. I mean, there, what, what better example of right this alliance between the CIA and the Vatican than that? So I think you're spot on there with that overall analysis. Bam, bam, bam. And just everything in these religions, there's just enough to get everybody to fight with each other. You know, like Islam, you're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to dance. You're not supposed to do all this crazy stuff. That's a great way to get people fucking revved up. And, you know, it's like, oh, you. But you can have four wives. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean four, like, you, want, you have four wives, but you can't drink. I would want to drink if I'd have yeah, four wives. Yeah, four. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like great to have four wives. Imagine having four wives. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the chaos in your fucking life. It's never. You think it's going to be like some kind of uh, soft core, you know, you skin and max thing. Sex paradise. Yeah, exactly. Right? But yeah. It's, it's actually more like uh, that show on TLC where the guy has like three Mormon wives. <laughs> You know, yeah. and they're all just kind of like, riding. They all look in drama. They're always yeah, fighting. Just, they're just, just like, gang up on them. Imagine the ganging up on them. Like, oh my god! Oh. And that, they all look like cafeteria ladies. It's like he <laughs> just it. married four cafeteria <laughs> and ladies. They're all jealous and skeptical. You know, like uh, really suspicious of does he love the other one more than me? Oh yeah, that would be oh a shit show. Oh my god! It's just we just got away. But everything is up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we just gave it away. We just gave it away because guys just want to be left alone. That's what it is. It's just like, I worked all day. I'm going to die earlier than you. Can I just have a beer and be left alone? They're like, oh, yeah, do that over here. They're fucking marching and changing shit through votes, right? Of course women fucking vote all the time because, no, actually they don't now. They just don't care. It goes back to that. You know, they just don't care. It's interesting times. But let's get into the couple final things. Uh, Silent wars for, silent weapons for quiet wars. I mean, that is like, 
what is going? It's uh, like you don't have to literally wage war now. Now it can be done psychologically. And, and what I was talking about with these guys before the show, Jay, is like the metaverse. Everyone's like the metaverse is gonna be great. You're gonna be able to do all this stuff. I'm like, dude. Now you're going to be right in the middle of these psyops. You're not going to be able to turn off your news. You're not going to be able to turn off the internet. Now you're going to be living it, and it's going to be so advanced you won't be able to tell. Dude, did I just experience a, a metaverse 9-11, or did that really happen? You won't be able Now it's going to be psyops and psyops and psyops and psyops around you all the time. Did you, you remember that Black Mirror episode of the black yeah. dude has yeah. to ride the bike? And he has to like he has to earn the the freaking metaverse tokens by riding that stupid bike all the time. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. exactly what people were pointing out the like similarities between that that episode and the Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, I mean, Zuckerberg's metaverse. I'm saying right. No, what I'm so glad. I'm so happy. We're gonna have a metaverse. We're gonna love it. You you nailed that. But here's the whole thing. It's like I think Mark Zuckerberg's meant to fail. Like, you send the first one out, right? You're like, oh, send this out. It's going to be clunky. Nobody likes them. And then somebody's going to come out of nowhere and be like, look at this, bro. The, the, anti, the anti-Zuck, right? Yeah, a, look at this uh-huh. one. And that one's going to be on super lockdown control. I mean, it's just going to be like GTA. There's going to be all different types of metaverse. Do you want one where you got to be politically correct? You go to Facebook's metaverse. Yeah, I think that. I think they're, I think that's going to be the... It's going to be a pair like that, but really it's going to be controlled and you're going to, just going to get, there's going to be metaverse terrorists. There's going to be metaverse disease. There's going to be metaverse, like just uh, conflicts and psyops and all this stuff. Cause now it's going to be around you all the time. Well, metaverse itself is kind of a psyop because I, I, I was reading, um, some of Ray Kurzweil's old uh, books that he did back in 2000 and 2005 about transhumanism and singularity. And there's a chapter in uh, I think the 2005 one where he's talking about the, the singularity one, he's talking about basically VR or what will be called metaverse. And he says that what's going to happen is that the nanotech will be able to receive like Wi-Fi signals to your head. By the way, did you see that there some people are, are claiming that in the stabbies there appears to be nanotech that has kind of like IP address stuff of going course, on? Dude. So so if Ray Kurzweil was saying that the nanotech in your head will basically be like a Wi-Fi receiver, he says that the VR event his claim is eventually he thinks the VR will be able to like you won't have that dumbass looking headset on your on your face. You'll just have it like beamed into your head. And he says it'll be able to overlay any of your sensory input, or that's the goal they would like to have. So you, ba- you basically just be literally a mind control zombie walking that's around. With, you're basically a walking router with shit just being beamed. That's what Elon's working right? on. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And what they're going to sell it as is like, look, dude, this guy's paralyzed. Now he can walk. Isn't that awesome? And you're like, yeah, that is well, awesome. Well, th- that's what happened. I guess some uh, some deaf guy sent a message or something through. Yeah. Through through Neuralink or whatever, everybody's going crazy. And uh, yeah, that's the start of it. Starts off nice, starts off helpful, and then it goes downhill. It's just like you're, j- and people are gonna be like, just like they're starting to get off the main thing. We're gonna see what happens, dude. I mean, the problem is like, if I control everything, right? If I control everything, where, how can I, as a someone who's like anti-establishment? How am I going to get my message out? 
I mean, is the is the metaverse going to be so big they can't control it all? Does that make sense? It just seems to me like this is going to be on super lockdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll remain to see what happens. Like you said, it probably won't be the first thing that comes out. Zuck's meta, metaverse probably fail. Um, remember, because they, they've tried a few things that failed that that they really want to roll. Remember Google glasses and then remember, Oh yeah. Uh, they, oh, yeah. Remember Facebook's crypto Libra, all that stuff failed. So not everything they roll out is successful, but yeah, I, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Whatever it is, will be straight up lockdown. Like you won't be allowed on there. It's going to be super interesting. Cause like for me, dude, I, I said before, I'll enjoy the metaverse when I'm in an old home and I can't go anywhere and I'm just <laughs> shit my pants and I'll just be like, I'll just look like the rock banging. Latin chicks all day, just doing all the drugs, getting rock hard on an eight ball of coke. It's in the metaverse. I won't fucking care, dude. <laughs> you don't gotta be sober there. Be like your kids are gonna see them. Fuck you, dude. I'm ba- I'm stacking bitches. Okay, <laughs> tell them the inheritance is coming. All right, I won't care. You know, but my kids, I get nervous for because. You know, I mean, they're growing up with the television all the time, tablets. They're going to be, boom, it's just going to be right on them all the time. And I think that's where the depopulation comes, in my humble opinion, is they're going to just take this group of people and they're just going to not mate. They're not going to do anything and then barely going to eat and they're just going to drift away. That's the thing. They want you to mate in the metaverse. Imagine fucking in the metaverse. Imagine if you had a digital baby and you had to pay digital child support. And you're like, I don't want to do it. They're like, then you can't uh, be you, you, like a you want to see toy. to that point about what you said, XG. Have you all seen, uh, remember Demolition Man? Yeah. Go back and watch Demolition Man and notice how many things are similar to the way it is now. Because that's a social justice warrior dystopia where they find people for saying anything mean. And then they have a, they have a sex scene. There's that scene where... Uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone thinks he's gonna he's gonna bang uh, Sandra Bullock, and then she like gives him his metaverse goggles, and they sit on a couch opposite each other. Wow! <laughs> I just feel, I mean, like, I mean, like, sex robots, everything. Like, poor women, man. It's like yeah, really. no one's gonna put up with your Good. shit anymore. Hey, I want. I mean, obviously, he's gonna say I watch weird shit. Of course, there was can. these two couples boning. Both of them were in VR. Like a headset. That's what's that's what's in demolition, man. That's what I'm like saying. Like they're yeah. fucking. You can literally see them fucking, but they're not fucking each other. They're both wearing a headset. The guy, the girl's riding the guy with the headset, and the guy's so laying down. Yeah, with the like, well, in this situation, also a black they weren't mirror. actually having sex. They were just yeah. each wearing the the, gla- the goggles. But were they having sex in real life? Yeah, it was a fucking porno, and that well, so was a porno. I'm banging my chick, and I, but I'm looking at something else. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that's that great. get pitched to your lady. Listen, babe, let's do virtual sex. <laughs> Let me hit that, but I'm gonna be thinking about other people. Hey, well, she's gonna be hitting something else too. She's got her set. I once hooked up with a chick. I want to be watching Golden Girls, but I want you to. Yeah. I once hooked up with a chick who was like taking out a giant fucking black dildo and rubbing her fucking bean, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm taking this kind of personal, but I guess that's what you need to get off. So then one time I was like, we were boning. I just started watching porn. She got so upset. I'm like, it's the same thing. What are we doing here? Anyways, break off civilizations. Do you think they're coming? Okay. I think, yeah, the elite have already kind of planned for this. So that silent weapons document, that's one of these breakaway civilization documents because it says that when they collapse society and they even talk about how to do it through the supply chains and all that, they, they literally know how to collapse um, regional economies and even the global economy. It says that they'll basically have a, an alternate civilization kind of stored or stashed away. 
if you, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Ayn Rand, but if you, if you've read or, you know, about, um, um, Atlas shrugged, I mean, that's all, all of that is a big breakaway civilization story where you, the elite have their own civilization apart. They let everything go to shit and then they come back out. That was remember that was Epstein's plan. He was going to yeah. reseed the planet with his offspring. Yeah. Remember that? yeah. 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 It's that's it's, James Bond shit, but it's real dude. Yeah. Well, well, James Bond shit. How about the fucking China and the new sun? Did you saw that shit? What? The China and the new sun. They came out with the new sun that came. Am I the only one who saw this? Yeah, I don't believe any of that. The they, fake yeah. sun, yeah, the fake sun. China pulled up. I, I don't believe in any of it. You don't I'm believe? Sorry. I don't believe. I think all this shit is just like to get us so scared of these guys. And I think, like you know, the far, far, far left is telling us everything coming out about China is uh, wartime psyop, and there is a little bit about that. I think they're naive about what China represents. Okay, like it isn't kumbaya tiptoeing through the tulips, right? I mean, are you telling me they didn't commit, kill all those baby girls? Are you telling me they didn't do a hundred days where anybody who criticized the government in those hundred days got taken out and killed? I mean, if you're telling me that's a lie, then I, I show me the proof, right? But as far as I know, that shit's real. So they may not be like the United States going around dropping bombs on everybody, but they have darkness in them. And they, okay, even if you think the the Uyghur camps aren't like concentration camps, right? The Uyghur camps. What are they called? The Uyghurs. The, the Uyghurs, right? Yeah. You trying to say another word? Yeah. The Uyghurs are, you know, the like Eminem. I have uh, a joke about that. Please don't do that. Hey, man, why are you trying to talk about my camp, dog? Yeah, you know, so. Hey, that's my camp, bro. The whole point of this is, is that it's psyops on psyops on psyops and... We're just living in crazy times, dude. So you, you don't think they're trying to engineer a, a war with China? I think they are trying to engineer a war on China. But I like unlike in my humble opinion, like Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, China is way more involved. China is way more dangerous than Saddam Hussein. Right? Like they 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 had to drum up this shit. To get us to go into any weapons of mass destruction, all this shit. China's right. literally like they have social credit score, and like to you, don't don't think social credit score. It's already here. The NBA S- protocols, safety and protocols mean you were near somebody with the coronavirus. You have to sit out. It's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. You know, Brian Kelly was talking about it. There's girl. So there's like I think it's like Penn State or Stanford has a full on trans female swimmer like she's she was a man now she's a woman and all the women want to quit the team but they think if they quit the team they'll never be able to get jobs because they're going to be labeled tra- transphobe right that's social yeah. credit score yeah 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 we it's the exact same program just a different version of like the uh, same plan different version i mean i went to the flea market at the rose bowl they asked me for my id and my vaccine password to walk around outside Unfuck to walk around outside at the flea market, which had no indoor. The sun's hitting me for vitamin D. Unless you're like literally, they were looking at little kids. It was the only people that didn't need an idea. It's like credit score. It's like you were these fat people? Yeah, yeah. Fat Mexicans <laughs> love to ask you for your COVID card. Oh, everybody does. Fat Mexicans, yeah. for sure. At the Dodger game, Let me unbelievable, see COVID card. dude. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I think they're. I mean, like, let's just say for a second, flat Earth is real, and some people may not believe in that. There's this whole belief that behind this, behind Antarctica, is more land. 
And so you want to just go there and say, screw this well, shit? Well, that's where they are. Dude. They're just banging fucking people, getting fucking weird. And it's like interesting, dude. It's so when you guys are, so in LA, when you guys go out, do most places like try to not let you in and see the card or how, what's happening? You just got to show them something. That's the fucking problem too. It's you don't have, they don't even look you at your fake. name. It, yeah. They don't even look at your name. They don't know when, when you took the test. It's just, let me see your ID. And let me see that you comply. Now you're allowed to walk in. That's what. And if it was so important, why is there a guy that makes 15 bucks an hour checking that? It's complete yeah, right. bullshit, dude. Should it's, be a nurse. Right. It's just. Conf- it shouldn't even be. There no, should be like no one. But if yeah, know anything, right. dude. Nurses are good people, though. But it's just <laughs> right. like this notion that they're fucking some kind of high priest is just ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, Governor Newsom is a garbage person. Um. He's just a garbage person. Now, I, you know, it's like healthcare for everybody. It's like, get ready for LA, California to become the VA, bro. Just get ready for it to be the VA. Yeah. The, all the homeless people are going to show up. Yeah. They'll be the first person like, there. You're going to be sitting there at the, at oh, the ER with the homeless dude, person. You're having heart problems. We can see you in three months. Good luck. Good are you going to stay there? Or are you really going to move to Austin or something? Well, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm in debates with the mother of my children where she wants to go. We're trying to find common, and we'll see, man. I would rather be in Dallas than Austin just because Austin just seems so much like L.A. right now. Yeah, right. It yeah. just seems so much like L.A. Dallas is a, and a it's, beast, though. What? Dallas is just such a behemoth. I mean, it's, it's sprawling. I don't know. I yeah, think you I get like all. That. I think you get all the big city problems though with Dallas. Yeah, but I don't want to live right in Dallas. I want to live just then, outside. Then why? Why even do it? You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna, he needs a comedy scene. I need a comedy. He needs a comedy scene. He needs a city that's Houston. close enough. Yeah, I mean, Houston, Houston floods. Yeah, that's bad. He don't like this. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Houston and Dallas to me are just these monster cities that uh, sprawling. I would. I would. Re- uh, yeah. How far out can I live outside I of Dallas? Before? Austin's the move, but you just get out of Austin because there are places I. I was reading that are out of austin that are like the cool place now you know that are the real estate's depressed it's cheap and, but i don't have to deal with liberal retards right exactly like they're, they're like towns that are like conservative govern you know that are that fgrs are, i don't have to deal with fgrs that's exactly right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites oh uh, yeah fine gentlemen residents that's what that means that's what that means future yeah. great Ringleaders? I mean, like, (laughs) right? Okay, Jay's like, what are you guys talking about? Trust me, when you know, you'll get it. Jay, uh, thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure I'll get yelled at that I didn't let you talk. My apologies. I'm on day. You let me talk a lot. It was great. Thank you, Jay. I do love having you on. You're one of my favorite guests to have on, so I appreciate you. One more time, Jay, can you tell them where they can find you? Yeah, you can go to my website. All of my stuff is there, jaysanalysis.com. You can subscribe for uh, Mere Pittance to get access to the vast archives of interviews and lectures that we've done over the last five or six years. Um, you can find me over at band.video under my name, um, hosting the fourth hour of Alex Jones. We've been doing that last year. And you can find me on all the socials and whatnot. My book's available on the website shop for uh, signed copies there. So uh, we don't give your money to Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. You can get signed copies at my website. So do me a favor, Jay, at the end, email me all the links. Please make sure to remember that because some people forget to do that. And then I, and then yeah. they yell at me okay. because they're, they're, they don't like the links I put up. But hey, man, no I appreciate you coming on. 
You're one of my favorite guests to talk to. I'm glad you're killing it on Rockfin. You work really hard. You deserve everything you're getting. And uh, I think you're. I think you've been on the show. I don't know how many times now. It has to be like six. I think. Yeah, probably five or six exactly. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations on being in. Thank the you, front. man. I love coming on. You're a great. You're a great host. Anytime, all the time. You're killing it, and uh, we will talk to you soon, guys. This week, I am in uh, San Luis Obispo. I hope there's some people show up. I'm going to go there and shred. So just know whoever's there is going to get their dicks kicked in with the power of rock, okay? Get ready to do it. Big show's coming up. We love you very much, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hat, Tim foil hat.